Hello and welcome to a special episode of Late Night Double Features. As always, I am Alex. And I'm Joe. And today we will be discussing the demon uh, of the internet and of film reviewers everywhere, which is IMDb, particularly their rating system and their top 250. Joe, do you want to give me the lowdown on why we have a problem with this right now? Well, there are problems in multiple areas, I think. I think we agree on the majority of them. I think we discussed this, uh, uh, the first point that I have in, in the podcast in the past, and that's like how people approach uh, 1 to 10 rankings in general. In the, um, Especially in the past like uh, 4 or 5 years, people have <laughs> for some reason come to rank uh, average as a 7, which... Uh, really skews things, especially people who don't rank things often, uh, which we'll come on to a bit later. But um, in my opinion, five should be average, and uh, it should spread out from there in a bell curve, like a normal distribution, because that's how statistics works. So, um, yeah, that makes sense. But uh, the way that it actually affects things that annoys me is the IMDb Top 250, which I peruse on a regular basis. I uh, don't know about you. I'm always on it. I'm on it right now. It's constantly on, just waiting for changes. Uh, just a quick uh, interest check. How far through the IMDb Top 250 are you? I am 70% of the way through. That's 177 films. I am 44% of the way through, and that is 112 films, which is lower than I would hope. But all the films I watch, and that's not true, not all the films I watch from it I've liked, which is contrary to what makes sense, which yeah. is kind of what we want to talk about now. Yeah, I mean, look at my ratings on here. They're, it's not like the highest one is 9 and it goes down uh, mm. as it should, but it's very sporadic. In fact, the, the first one on there is... Uh, the first one I've rated on there, number one, being um, The Shawshank Redemption. I don't know. Also, <laughs> can I say... That is never going from the top spot. No, it there lives is, there now. There it, is no way that is going to... If if The Godfather can't beat it, then nothing is going to. I gave Shawshank Redemption a lower score than I gave Akira, which is at 249. So, I don't know what that says about me. Probably says I'm I mean, it wrong. says a lot about just how films are sub- subjective things. Um, but also how uh, films with mass appeal will shoot far higher up the top 250 than films with less mass appeal like Akira. Um, Because obviously not as many people are going to watch an anime than a a Stephen King adaptation. Yeah. Um, On that note, a thing about the top 250 that I find incredibly weird is the fact that The Dark Knight is number four. I don't really agree with the idea that uh, The Dark Knight is the fourth best film of all time. <laughs> In the history of cinema. Yeah. Uh, beaten only by two Godfather films and The Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Uh, nor do I agree that Schindler's List is number five, but mostly The Dark Knight. Uh, and the reason why it is so high up on there is because of its popularity. Yeah, because it's and... Batman. Everyone loves Batman. And I am mm. part of that. I too love Batman. But I think you have to separate loving Batman and thinking it's the fourth best film of... Well, the fourth best piece of an art form, which is... 
thousands of films wide. It's like it's to say. I mean, saying that something is the fourth best film of all time is a huge statement, mm. and I don't think you can um, justify that by saying, "Oh yeah, but it's got Batman in it," which is good. <laughs> Otherwise, there'd be so many Batman films high up there. Come on, like Batman versus Superman, because there are so many Batman films. Nineteen eighty-nine uh, Batman film. This is another point. Uh, you mentioned Batman v Superman, a film as of recording this has basically just come out. Uh, probably dwindling out of cinemas now because it's not done well. Yeah, it, we we witnessed the rise and fall within a week. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the most annoying thing, this is the most annoying thing to me about the top two fifty, is the fact that um, if a film comes out and is popular always, I don't know, nominated for Best Picture, it will instantly go ridiculously high up the uh, top 250. I don't know what the the top spot for The Force Awakens was. I'm pretty sure it was something like 12. Yeah. And just the fact that it's gone down to like 124 now says a lot about how false that is. And the fact that popularity uh, and hype... I don't really. <laughs> I, there are so many negative connotations with that word, but uh, I thought like we have to use it though when it, it comes to IMDb because we are regarding bumholes who, uh, who vote on these things, and it is uh, the pe- bumholes like Christopher Nolan fans who really skew the voting because my God, he dominates the top two fifty. I think it's all but two of his films, and one of them is following a film that basically no one's seen. And the others, uh, I think, Insomnia, which is probably more deserving to be on it than The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. I mean, again, the thing is, I don't hate these films that are so mm. high up. I actually enjoy them. But the the problem is that enjoying a film and saying it's the best film are very different. It seems like no one understands it anymore. It's fair enough to enjoy a film, and everyone is allowed to have a enjoy films differently. That's the great thing about it. But you have to like also be aware of the uh, technicalities of the film and how yeah, it was there constructed. Is a, there is a divide between objectivity and subjectivity. And if you're rating, if you're claiming a film is the best film ever made, you have to uh, you have to take both into account. I think. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and some some of these ones higher up certainly aren't objectively flawless films no. like The Empire Strikes Back at 12 <sighs> the 12th best film of all time yeah Star Wars is a bit I, I feel like Star Wars I think I've said this before, might have said this before on the podcast previously but um, the thing about Star Wars and about Indiana Jones and all that stuff and I do as well I put Back to the Future in there as well is that although they are great films that are really fun and I enjoy them they were never made to be on the top 250 list. I mean, not that mm. there was a top 250 list at the time, but it's the idea they were never made to be great films. They were never made to be the next Citizen Kane, Battleship Potemkin, whatever. They they were made as fun films. They're a whole different thing. And the idea that people are heralding Star Wars as the greatest <laughs> thing ever made. Like, if you tell someone, yeah, I like Star Wars, but... I, I mean, li- we literally know someone who claims Empire Strikes Back as the best film ever made. Yeah, and also, we've encountered someone else who, when we told them uh, that we'd give... Force Awakens about seven. They were insulted. They were personally insulted because how can you not give ten to Star Wars? Because it's Star Wars. It feels like a, a brand now sort of precedes how good the film is, 
or just the mm. fact that it's Star Wars somehow justifies it. And the same with everything. Like it's Batman, or it's yeah. it's so dark and brooding. Like none of these mean anything, yet we still <laughs> allow it as a justification. And you wouldn't get away with this with any other art form. You don't see like paintings being described, but it's purple. <laughs> And stuff like that. It's, it's only films that seems to be happening to well, and to the TV as well, I suppose. I don't know where I where I heard this sentiment recently, but I definitely did because I I'm just pointing out that I didn't make this up. But um, I think it was in regards to Batman v Superman and the uh, like, because on Rotten Tomatoes the um, the critics' response was dire, but the uh, audience response seemed to be all right. And uh, someone on another podcast uh, pointed out that if something is popular and people don't get it, they say they like it. Yes, I think because that's what other people are saying. So yeah, and they they can't formulate their own opinion of it because they don't understand it. So instead, of even if it, it's something as dreadful as Batman v Superman, but I, did people? No, no one liked that though, did they? Well, according to Rotten Tomatoes, there was a certain divide between uh, critics. I mean, uh, there's it's like a vocal minority thing, I'm assuming, where uh, the vast majority of people who saw it uh, were fine with it, but the people angry enough to talk about it on a podcast uh, <laughs> disliked it. It's, it is, it's, I don't know. And that, work, and that obviously works the other way. If a film is well-received, people will jump on IMDb and say, oh, I like this. Other critics like this, and I liked it, so it must be 10 out of 10, guys. And they will vote it up to their heart's content. Yeah, I think a film does need that. A film needs idiots who, who like it, just for the reason liking it, but also they need that confirmation from critics. Go like, I liked it, and it turns out someone whose job it is liked it. So it, once it has both those things, it feels like it's then justified to herald it as a 10 out of 10 best film ever made. Yeah. And it happens every like every year we get three of the best films ever made. Yes, incredible. Deadpool is at about uh, 127. That's the best film ever made. <laughs> I I literally heard someone saying it's well not exactly the best film ever made, but they're saying it's one. They said it's the best superhero film ever made, which admittedly actually isn't much of a statement, but still. I mean, it's a low bar. Yeah, but considering Dark Knight is the fourth best film ever made, um, I suppose it's quite a high bar. I mean, it feels uh, like people too readily just say everything is the best film ever made. Every yeah. film they see is the next best film. I mean, I, I regularly say this is the funniest thing that's ever happened to me. But that's because I enjoy laughing at things. But <laughs> sometimes things are objective. And those things are films. Yeah. <laughs> and there is a level of subjectivity. But Deadpool, I can honestly say, is not not better than uh, Ran. <laughs> Or the bridge on the river Kwai. <laughs> it it's um it's an odd thing. Also, uh, something I like to point out is how it goes. The the thing I pointed out before that when critics like something, people tend to rate it more highly. Things like Sunrise from nineteen twenty seven, which is a a short. It's like a a series of three short films is um is rated higher than Blade Runner. And I'll agree Blade Runner is a good film. Yeah. And it's probably better than Sunrise, which is it's a it's a silent film. Uh albeit uh innovative for its time, 
and probably one of the best of its time. It's you can't, uh, and th- this may seem like it's going back on what we've said before, but it's it's kind of impossible not to recognize that time does progress. Uh, quality of things yeah i mean it's unavoidable that as time passes well i mean with most things obviously um effects will always improve um people will be more <laughs> capable with films having sound is a bit of an improvement yeah, that helps. in my mind and sort of um also just like culture changes like what was like this is one thing that i always think about i mean i know this is taking it to the extreme but you know shakespeare's comedies they're yeah. not funny and nice. like, I can appreciate they're well written, but they're not funny because they're written for a different time, a different audience, had a different sense mm. of humour. And it's the same with a lot of old films. The reason that a lot of them don't appeal to people is because whatever was a sense of humour then, whatever was dramatic then, like it's the whole um, train entering the station thing that terrified yeah. people when they first saw it. Whereas now, if we were shown that, it'd be tame compared to you know. Well, even horror films I mean, now are I mean, tame. It's not, it's not even 3D. Exactly. It's like people today saying um, how 70s horror films like The Exorcist aren't scary anymore because mm. of the advance in technology and how real things can be and how horror has changed. And that's not to diminish how good a film The Exorcist is and just like how uh, sense of, the sense of humour that's developed now doesn't diminish how good Shakespeare was. But it's just things do change and it has to be taken into account as well, I suppose. But, I mean, this is something that... Um, IMDb does not take into account and mm. people who vote on it don't take into account because no one on IMDb votes for anything that was made before 2000 unless it's Star Wars <laughs> but the people who do vote on things bef- that come out before 2000 are prob- probably have a skewed perception of things unless there are uh, films lower down on the uh, on the top 250 yeah I- I'm, in- I'm impressed that Ip Man is on there honestly <laughs> There are some on there that I'm amazed. Seven Samurai is incredibly high for, uh, like, if you consider the the uh, percentage of the population who have seen Seven Samurai. Yeah, but then also I have a feeling that a lot of people, people who think they know a lot about film and like sort of self-proclaimed film buffs, people like us basically, uh, yeah. they will have, they will rate films like Seven Samurai without seeing them. Um, just the idea like they've I heard of it. I wouldn't dare. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. People, I get the impression that a lot of the time people are rating because they've heard it's good. Mm. And so they just, they see it and they're like, yeah. You know, I was about to say, I was about to say we need more evidence on this one because I don't know of when that's happened. But, you know, we do know of that happening, not with film buffs, but uh, outside of this because we have... Uh, a sort of weird side project going where we collate people's uh, top ten films oh, yeah. uh, into a, a spreadsheet, and um, one person gave us some remarkable responses. Um, I actually don't know who you're talking guess, about here, but because we got quite a few remarkable responses. Well, there, it's the one with different like anime. Oh yeah, stuff. okay. I, it's a different. Um, it's a different niche. Really out there. There were no similarities they, to theirs and the other people. Before Star Wars The Force Awakens came out, they said it was in their top ten. Yeah, number seven. It, it, is a, it takes a, a particularly twisted mind to come to that conclusion, really. Not a only, film that doesn't not exist film, is better than films that do exist. Yeah, and not only a film you haven't seen, but a film that hasn't come out. Yeah. 
is is in your top ten. I mean, this is taking it to the extreme of what I said, but it's completely right. Yeah, the fact that people can say that, and they the, not only does they've not seen the film, the, they don't know anything about the film, the film that hasn't come out, mm. and they can still say it. I mean, that shows that. I mean, their sentiment was like, uh, I mean, I haven't seen it, but it's probably going to be pretty good. Yeah. But, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, for, in terms of objectivity, films like Seven Samurai, I think um, there I can respect that more on an objective level than a subjective one. I think my the subjectivity probably pulls it f- a lot further down because the technical prowess of that film is uh, insane for 1954. Uh, but that is worryingly uh, an anomaly amongst this but that is not to say that IMDb doesn't try and combat it by um, by by weighting the averages so if you uh, if you vote on IMDb more if you have an account that has more ratings on IMDb your rating is taken more seriously because you've seen more films so you know in, more about films yeah so surely you you are a better human uh, being. judge of a film's worth, so yeah, better human being. Um, but there is an issue with that because that isn't true. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's true that they do do this weighted average thing, but it isn't true that someone who rates more films is always more knowledgeable about the. Yeah, because you have to remember as well. One watching films is really easy. And two, yeah. rating films is even easier. What isn't mm-hmm. easy is probably analysing cinema, you know, actually learning about it, reading up about it, studying it. But of course, IMDb, this weighting system, where it weights different people's opinions, this only uh, takes into account people that have rated more films and it assumes they've yeah. seen more films. But neither of those really count for much because they're both pretty easy tasks. It doesn't mean you're learning uh, anything not only. Them. Not only the the fact that it's weighted, it's also um, I think there's also a threshold uh, of ratings that you need to become an eligible part of the top two fifty oh, really? ratings. Yeah. So it's it's the opinions of people who've only who've seen less films are not considered worthy. <laughs> worthy. Yeah. It's a higher it's a hierarchy of the people who've rated the most films get the most say. But then also those are the same people who spend all day on IMDb. So yes. it, again, only um, shows a certain small slice of uh, the online or film watching society that we live in and and the thing is you more so than I but we have both met um, people uh, let's just say at a university um, who are um, not only like the oftentimes if you are someone around the age of like 19 to 21 who their favourite director is, they will undoubtedly say Christopher yep. Nolan. Because that's, that's what, you, what say. you say. Because he's and, the um, idiot's artist. And let's be honest, the people of this age, that, that age range, are the most likely people to have voted loads of things on IMDb. Yeah, it's the whole 1825, isn't it? It's a demographic, and it means that these films that appeal to those type of people are higher up than films that don't. Also, you've got to think, like, Watching a lot of films all day, although it's a very passive uh, experience, it is. It takes up a lot of time. Who's got the most time to watch films all day? Students and <laughs> film critics. 
And I feel mm. like there are a lot more students to outweigh. And also, I don't think critics use IMDb. They use their professional yeah, columns <laughs> that they can write in. So, you know, it's basically hundreds of thousands of students who don't know actually anything about films, but they'll watch them all day because they've got nothing better to do. And Mark Commode. Those, that is what IMDb <laughs> is. And uh, as you can see, it's, so basically it's what students like watching. And students are idiots. I know I am one. That's why all three. So. That's why all three Lord of the Rings films are in the top fifteen films yeah. of all time. It's and, and it's and it's the reason why films like Fargo are like almost two hundred down, even though it trumps all three of those Lord of the Rings. I mean, films. it's also I guess it's actually on the whole problem that we've got with the top 250 and with just sort of popularity on IMDb is the same problem that is with uh, the box office because again the people who have time to rate things on IMDb are the mm. same people who have time to go to the cinema all the time and the people who go to the cinema all the time are the ones who make up those box office numbers I mean that 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 uh, whole correlation lends credence to the idea of this demographic being the ones who uh, who dictate the top 250 because uh, that's why all the new films get chucked right up there in the uh, top 250 like dead exactly because so that's, a, that's a film that is made for that demographic you don't see 90 year olds mm. or uh, professional film critics you know going create they'll, they'll obviously yeah. talk about it but they won't herald it as the you know the next stage of the beginning of the next stage of cinema as so many you know 19 year old films oh, film and TV students or whatever would do uh, not pointing out anyone in particular but um it's, it's, that's the, it's the certain people who would like it. It's supply and demand. These people want to see it, and they're idiots. So then people, the studios will make it for them, and then obviously they'll say it's great, and they'll just keep going around in circles like that. It's So, yeah. I, I, I don't think there are more points that I want to touch on. I don't know about uh, you. I mean, I could, I could rant about it all day, but it's, it is just... <laughs> we... Yeah, it is just flawed, and it's something that you just keep going back to, and you keep thinking like, "This is, this is wrong. It shouldn't <laughs> be like this." Because it seems it's like sort of, um, it's uh, not marketed. It's hailed as a guide to all the best films. Yeah, the ultimate guide made. as well, and it's also the ultimate guide to sort yeah. of film rating and reviews. And it's, I mean, to the point that I use it all the time, and I hate it because there is no better option. What Rotten Tomatoes? Fuck mm. off. <laughs> I will not base my opinion and on I that. I agree totally on that. We'd have to t talk about yeah. that at a different time. So IMDb is, is um, the best we have, but it's so bad. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the depressing thing. IMDb is the best thing we have, and yet it's still completely flawed in every sense, to the point that the CEO of IMDb admits it's a complete mess. He himself has said numerous times <laughs> that it is in interviews. Uh, it's, we need to... Right now, this is happening right now on this podcast... We need to find a new a new system. There needs to be a, a better way. I'm not going to work out how to change it so it works. I'm not that sort of person. And honestly, I can't right. be bothered. Uh, I, I'll live with the top 250. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> well, then, I, I think that's all I've got to say. <sighs> I am pooped out after this. And I've enjoyed talking mm. about it, honestly. But it is very strenuous. And if you've enjoyed, it, if you've enjoyed listening to it, why not yeah. tell us at Late Night Double Features? At tell us what you think of IMDb and the Top 250 and uh, just generally anything that we've spoken about today. Um, but until next time, I've been Alex. And I've this been has been Joe. Late Night Double Features.
Good night. Good night. <laughs>